In this presentation, I want to talk a bit about how can you find an arbitrator in case you have a cross-border dispute. So for example, you hire a car on holiday and you have some kind of fight with the person that rented it to you, or you have some kind of contract problem when you buy something online and you can't go to court. So how do you basically find an arbitrator? You know, let's circle this to make sure we know what we're talking about. How do you find an arbitrator for this cross-border dispute? So what do you need to know? First of all, you need to know that anyone can be an arbitrator for this dispute. And this goes back to the old days of common law with norms of fairness, where you have, you know, you, maybe you have a, some kind of contract dispute with another person. And so both of you go to a third party, someone you know and trust, and you say, hello, can you please settle this for us? We agree to whatever you, you know, the arbitrator, whatever you decide is the right thing to do. So the second thing you need to know is that you don't have to follow particular laws. Most people think of arbitration like a court case, that there's some set rules that you have to follow, one, two, three, four, five. But like I said, the whole origin of arbitration comes from these norms of fairness, where you go and you say, well, look, what's right? What's just in this current situation? Third, you absolutely do not need lawyers and judges. Uh, usually when people hire arbitrators, they go to these websites of law firms. Okay, who can be an arbitrator? And a lot of times you see people who used to be judges, justices. In a lot of my professional associations events, they're judges that are now arbitrators. But you don't need any of these people. Like I said, you only need this kind of trusted third party to settle the case. But the kind of rub of the situation is that you must find somebody who knows how to write an enforceable judgment. And what enforceable means is that you take it to a court and you look at the judgment and it follows a certain a list procedure. So, you know, it tells who are the disputing parties, it tells what evidence was submitted, it tells how the judgment was reached, it tells the judgment, of course, the amount of money to be settled, and it has to follow a, a certain, you know, like, like any official document, it has to follow some kind of official way of being written. That way a court can just look at it very quickly and say, aha, okay, check, we're going to send bailiffs or police out to the losing party and make them pay. That's what an arbitration is. It's basically getting the losing party to pay. So how does an arbitration work in practice? Well, international law, you know, in the international, there's two international laws. The first is the New York Convention, and that sets the rules for all countries, how they should uh, deal with international arbitrations. And there are the UNCITRAL rules. Now, the UNCITRAL rules, they're like a template that go to countries. And countries look at this from the UN and they say, yeah, we're just going to copy this with some changes. And we're going to put that into our legislation. The good thing about that is you know that each of these copies is roughly going to reflect what was in the original. So, you know, from country to country, you go and you know that your international arbitration is going to be roughly... A, B, and C. So it's these international laws which leave it as flexible or as formal 
as you want. You know, some arbitrations, they have, you know, rows and rows of lawyers. The claimant is sending lawyers and, you know, the respondent. And it's up to the parties. If the parties want all these lawyers and all this crazy, you know, evidence and everything else, please feel free. You know, but if you want to go back to these norms of fairness and justice with just three parties and a trusted person, also, you are welcome to do this. You need an agreement between the parties. You can't just go to someone you don't like who you think injured you and said, ha I found a guy and he's going to make you pay money to me. No, the, the two parties have to somehow agree that they have some kind of dispute that they will settle it by getting a person or several arbitrators who will then make some kind of decision on the dispute. So they have to have an agreement. And that agreement in practice is either an arbitration clause, an arbitration clause, you know, they write the contract and okay, Article 9 says this will go to arbitration in case of problems. Sometimes there's a separate arbitration agreement, you know, please see arbitration agreement. Or, you know, there's some kind of tort, there's some kind of civil harm that happens. You know, you, you, you harm someone, you ruin their property, and they said, look, instead of going to, you know, I don't, you want me to pay 10000 I think it's worth 5000 Instead of going to national court, instead you take it to arbitration. Now, what you have to know is that it's up to basically the arbitrator and you Again, not these courts to determine the procedures and timing. This is very different than going to court. In court, you know, you, you, these are the rules, this is what you have to do. In arbitration, you go to the arbitrator and you say, look, you know, I want something relatively informal or something very formal. You know, you set the parameters, you contact the respondent, and the procedure's set up. And it's mostly the arbitrator who's going to be doing the setting up. But you're the one that's going to have to be kind of driving the process, you know, making sure that the arbitrator's sticking to the timelines, sticking to what you agreed. And probably most importantly, you pay their salary. So it's, again, not like a court judge. You know, this guy or girl or people, you know, his, his her, or there when you take them on as an arbitrator, you know, you have to agree, well, how much are we going to give you for this? Are we gonna give you a fee? Are we gonna give you a percent? You know, what can we expect from you? So in, in that case, you're almost contracting, well, you're literally contracting for their services in, as an arbitrator. So, so that really means that you have to drive this process. Sorry about that. So how do I find uh, or hire an arbitrator. And we can think again about these arbitrators as first, look for someone with a credential. Look for someone like, uh, you know, a CIA or FCIARB. I mean, this is the Chartered Institute of Arbitrators. And this is one professional association uh, and they have fellows, and what fellowship in the association means is that they've sat an exam. They had to write this judgment. You know, the judgment was assessed, and they said, okay, you, you've put all the right pieces. We think that it will be accepted. It won't be overturned by a court, and we believe that you're competent to write this judgment at the end of the day. 
Uh, so make sure you look for someone with not, they're not just some guy on a lawyer, you know, lawyer's page. It's not just, here's a lawyer. You know, I can do your arbitration. I'm a lawyer. No, you get rid of that. You need someone who can produce a judgment, a solid judgment that won't be overturned. Second, you have to make sure that, like I said, an agreement to arbitrate. You, both parties have to agree to it. If they don't agree to it, then it doesn't happen. And it has to be a cross-border issue. If it's an international arbitration, it has to involve some kind of border, of course. Third, decide your budget. Like I said previously, you're driving this process. And you can spend, you know, $10 million if you like on an arbitration, or you can spend $100 on an arbitration. It's basically up to you to, to decide, well, how much money do we need in order to receive this kind of fair settlement? And both parties have to agree to it. And the fourth point is be proactive. You know, you as the claimant, if you decide you're going to take someone to arbitration to settle a dispute, then you're going to have to find the arbitrator. You're going to have to set up the parameters. You're going to have to make sure that deadlines are being followed and that everything's going okay because you're the one with the interest in, in the decision. So, you know, it's really up to you to know what this is and drive it forward. And so what can you expect to get at the end of this process? You basically get a piece of paper. That's all you get. An arbitration at the end of the day is you're paying for a paper. You take this paper to the courts. You know, here you are. You get your paper. You go to the court and you say, court, I have this judgment. It's written in this good formal way. I want you to send police or bailiffs to the respondent to get the money. So, you know, they look at the judgment. Okay, yeah, it's fine. We're going to basically translate it. We're going to issue a judgment which can be enforced in our territory and we're going to go and enforce it. So that's basically what you're getting at the end of the day is just a piece of paper, but it's one hopefully that brings you money. It brings you money and it brings you peace at the end of the day, right? So you're made whole for any harms that happen to you. And you know, you're just not angry anymore all night and all day, you know, thinking, oh, this girl or guy really, you know, cheated me, you know, so it did give some peace at the end of the day. So you get these two kind of outputs as a result of the piece of paper. And as another kind of final observation is that, you know, with this kind of peace also brings justice for the respondent. So it's not just, it's not just you as the claimant who gets all these goodies. It could very well be that the respondent is the one in the right. And so it brings that respondent this peace and justice. So just be aware that because you're driving the process you're not, and you're proactive, that doesn't mean that this procedure is somehow tilted in your favor. So that, I hope, answers the question of how can I find an arbitrator for my cross-border dispute? Uh, what you can expect from the arbitration, and how it will work in practice. Thank you very much.